All right. Liam, Alex, I'm not the guy who comes into into this being like, let's just do this, but it it is time for this, I think. I I pull my revolver and I say, everyone needs to calm down because Brent Fisher believes the stakes are demon level and this woman cannot kick us out of the house. So the gun comes out and I say, I do not mean to use this, but I need everyone to calm down. There is a demon on the loose and we will find it. Do you fire? I do not fire the gun. <laughs> Adi, Adi immediately sees the gun and starts freaking out. Like, it's an actual shit's actually going down now. This is like beyond what is in his little world. Some A man's got a gun and he's yelling. Well, what you, do, you, do you stay there or do you like run away or try and tackle him? Or what, what are you going to do? No, I, I just freeze up. Okay. You freeze up. Right. Give me an. It's going to have to just be an intimidate roll. That's the only way we can. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. 82. <laughs> All right. What's your intimidate? 15. Oh, God. The left roll. That does not stop her. She's still screaming. She's still begging. She's still like demanding. Right, I, fire the gun. I, fire, I, fire, I fire the gun in the air. Earlier that day. It's the summer of 1933 in El Dorado, Kansas. You both have been invited to a meeting with uh, an oil baron, an entrepreneur named Sam Madsen, with uh, regards to his wife. His secretary, Wendy Levine, got in contact with you and offered each of you a significant amount of money for your services. Um, So far, you have been told that Sam's wife has been having emotional outbursts and hysteric episodes claiming to see things. She is reportedly distracting him from his business and he would like it sorted. Money is no object, you just have to get it done ASAP, preferably this weekend. Uh, Before seeing his wife, Anna, at their house, he's invited you both to a local burger restaurant called Burger Castle uh, to discuss your plan of action and hear your thoughts over some sliders. Um, You are to be there at 7 p.m. sharp on Friday, the 16th of December, which I've worked out is actually winter. So it's 1933 winter in Kansas. Um, So to meet there at 7pm sharp on Friday after he uh, finishes his usual daily business. The Fumbled Anthology presents The Castle of Greed. A Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Fedra Floru. Written for Call of Cthulhu 7th edition. Featuring Evan Donahoe as Reverend Brent Fisher. But I need everyone to calm down. There is a demon on the loose and we will find it! Alex Green as local psychiatrist Artie Von Tweeberger. Ah, the, the lady, how are you? Uh, uh, Artie Von Tweeberger, at your service, kind lady. Uh, here, I got you these as a, as a gesture of our gratitude for, for having you in our home. Uh, having us in your home, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And Liam Braid as the keeper of arcane lore. And anyone else you may hear in this story. Part 1. Grab him by the bag. Alright, so I guess uh, Artie Von... Uh, Tweeburger. Artie von Tweeburger rocks up 
uh, nice and early because he heard that he was going to get free food, uh, and he could not resist because he loves uh, Burger Castle. Um, he always grabs him by the bag. He always sniggers when he uh, comes in. Arnie von Spielberger is a psychiatrist. Uh, I say that in quotation marks. Uh, he's he has a psychiatry. He's part of a firm, but he's a very middling psychiatrist. Um, uh, yeah, he is a typical uh, think think neckbeard. And that is Artie, like nineteen twenties neckbeard. Um, he is very large, a very rotund person. He's, uh, his skin's not great. He's lacking of vitamin D. Um, he. Is was born in Louisiana, and his parents moved to Kansas, and he followed them because he his life's just not together. He lives in his parents' basement. Um, when he's not working, uh, he is uh, spending his lifetime time working away on on inventions that will probably never get patented. Um, he loves reading science fiction, um, and he loves, I guess, pondering over the uh, the client file photos of his female clients. Uh, he has uh, come into a bit of problems with money. Uh, he doesn't get many good clients at work because he keeps getting complaints made about it uh, in regards to improper behavior towards female clients. Uh, he's just an absolute douchebag. This guy's a douchebag. If you walk up, if Artie walks up to you at a party, uh, prepare to either get bored out of your minds talking about gadgets and inventions that you've never heard of, or um, you know, government conspiracies, or just like, what he thinks of, if you're a woman, what he thinks of your beautiful, beautiful face and how much he wants to whisk you away and marry you and love you forever. Um, and yeah, that, that's how you can see. So he rocks in early, uh, he sits down, um, and he is just going through the menu. He doesn't even care about this. He's, he's heard that uh, this person, what's his name? Sam Madsen is the person that's contacted him. Yeah, Sam Madsen. So Sam Madsen's contacted him. He's like, wife's in trouble. And he's like, excellent. One, one more for the bank bank. Yeah. <laughs> who, who else has been invited to this meeting? Well, that would be, uh, so this is uh, Mr. Madsen. Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Madsen has taken every approach possible. He's leaving no stone unturned. And for that, he has called a priest which is Brent Fisher, born 1884, the year of our Lord. He is 49 years old. He is a priest from Athens, Georgia, currently residing in Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas side. Um, Brent Fisher is a uh, widower. His, uh, his wife has died in a, in a shocking um, uh, uh, horse and cart accident at the uh, Georgia State Fair. And uh, he is... He is um, he still hasn't quite gotten past that. He very much loved his wife. Uh, he has two children. Uh, he has a, a boy and a girl. One is awesome. The other one sucks, according to him. But I think they're both pretty cool. Um, uh, the uh, the boy, the boy child, uh, Oliver, literally ran away to join a circus. It's, uh, it's the 1930s. He is he's joined the carnival freak show as as a fire eater and. Uh, Brent Fisher is unhappy with this turn of events. He thinks this is this is a sinful uh, way to live. But whatever, this uh, fire-breathing boy, pretty cool in Evan's eyes. Uh, his other daughter, uh, Samantha, uh, is uh, married and lives in Kansas City. Uh, she is a, a clerk at a store, 
And so he lives in Kansas City and generally makes himself a nuisance in her life. Uh, he is he is a, a large and impressive um, uh, southern gentleman with the uh, the priests, uh, the talent, the southern priest talent for oratory and persuasion. He has uh, white, snow white hair. Uh, he he loves working with other people, but ever since his wife died, he just he just and his, his boy ran up to the circus. <laughs> uh, he's a he's a bit of a pessimist. He always thinks things are going to go wrong, but uh, his his religious background forces him to work with others still. Would you, would you say would you say he's an honest priest? Absolutely not. Uh, he um, I, I told you just now that his wife died in a in a horse and cart accident, but really uh, she just succumbed to uh, to a fever. Uh, it was uh, tuberculosis, but he tells everyone that she died in a horse and cart accident because it was more exciting. Uh, he's missing a toe. Um, he tells people that he lost it uh, whilst building a school doing missionary work in Mexico, but he's never even been to Mexico. He missed. He he. Uh, I was cutting wood one day and, and accidentally dropped the axe on his on his foot, and uh, he tells everyone it's the big toe on his left foot, but it's actually the pinky toe on his right foot. So he's honest about having lost a toe, but dishonest about how he lost it. And, uh, and 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 uh, and which toe it is. Um, this, of course, uh, concerns him a great deal. Uh, be, being a religious man, he is he is uh, uh, sworn to honesty. Um, but he lies he lies about himself constantly to try and make himself appear uh, more interesting to others to try and gather their sympathy it, as a, as a tool of persuasion. He's he's decided I will I will persuade people to follow the Lord by any means necessary. And so he started. Uh, fibbing at the edges and then he realized he really likes it so he feels terribly guilty about it but he does it anyway oh mm. yes um cool he uh he has a uh, he carries a revolver with him as as every priest should as every as priest. every priest should so yeah. he's, he's got a he's got a bible he smokes cigars and his prized possession he has a uh a crucifix necklace of gold uh which is a gift from his parents when he decided to become a priest He's a priest, everyone. Ha ha ha. Cool. And as as Brent Fisher arrives at the Burger, ca- Burger Castle, yeah, I'd say you take a moment to look at, at the exterior of the castle. It is indeed a burger restaurant shaped like a castle. It has white brick walls all decorated with proud advertisements of their low prices. Only five cents a hamburger. Grab them by the bag. Um, and I, I dare say you also enter. And inside... Uh, it looks deceptively large compared to what is actually quite a small little restaurant. Uh, the walls and floors are made of white porcelain and look sparkly clean. There are several little tables with stools and a few larger booths. Um, in the distance, you can see a window leading to the kitchen. Um, and from where you stand by the front door, you have a view of a couple of line cooks cooking meat patties and chopping onions. And it all smells really fatty greasy but delicious um yeah you brent uh brent enters the uh restaurant as well all right uh, i'm looking for mr uh mr madsen um so sam madsen the the gentleman that has invited you both is already sitting in one of the the larger booths along the wall um and let me tell you about sam madsen uh, so he, he's 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 dressed in what you'd say is a quite ill-fitting suit with a red tie and several several grease stains. Um, he's he's an overweight man, but based on his ill-fitting suit, 
Um, you dare say that he's only recently overweight and that he just hasn't gotten around to um, getting a new suit fitted for him. He's clean-shaven with bushy eyebrows. He has a full head of dark hair and light freckled skin and a large nose. He probably looks similar to Artie von Tweeberger, but just without the neck beard in a way. <laughs> his dark brown eyes seem quite bored and uninterested with what he's actually discussing. Um, he's sitting there dis- uh, having a discussion with two other gentlemen. All three gentlemen appear to be in their 50s. Um, and they're having some sort of discussion, but he, he doesn't look very interested. So, um, he's just sitting there at the booth having a discussion and Brent, you'd probably walk in there and also see, um, another large chap, Artie von Tweeberger, uh, looking at the menu. Oh. Okay. Um, well, I've been, I've been called here to, uh, to, uh, speak with, with Sam, um, and, you know, used to being uh, uh, respected wherever I go, I, I immediately interrupt their conversation um, and say, Ex- excuse me, excuse me, I'm here looking for a Mr. Mr. Madsen. I've been called to his, for his uh, assistance. Ah, uh, yes, of, co- of course, you must be uh, Mr. Fisher, isn't it? Uh, Indeed, re- pleased to meet you. Reverend. For, forgive, me for, forgive me for my tardiness, my car... Uh, 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 my expensive motor car broke down on the way, causing me to be late. Uh, uh, oh, I had to lock oh, the rest I, of the way. I'm not really interested in that. Um, I invited another gentleman. Do you know where he is? Uh, Mr. Von Tweeberger. I believe he's a psychiatrist. Um, so I, 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 I say, uh, uh, I'm afraid I, I do not know any Mr. Von Tweeberger. I, I, I understood this was to be a... a, 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 a a job for the priesthood, a job for the church. Well, it might be, but I, I want to leave no stone unturned, so I invited Mr. Von Tweeberger along. Uh... Fair, fair. Uh, Artie is, meanwhile, in the next booth over, he's just like hoeing down some burgers, and he hears his name. <laughs> he's like, oh, you, are, you heard me? You're looking for me? Yeah, I'm Artie Von Tweeberger. Hi. Hello, <laughs> Hey there, hey, how you going? How you going? And he just gives Medson like the sweatiest handshake he's ever had. Um, and yeah. Yeah, well, 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 Sam's a bit rotund himself, so he squeezes out from his booth and he's like, oh, oh, what, Mr. Von Tweeberg, I see you're already enjoying the, uh, the, the, the sliders here. Um, uh, they're, they're good, aren't they? They're good. How good are they? Oh, that's, I love this place. I used to come here all the time with my family and, yeah, I, 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 when you said Burger Castle, I'm all in, man. I'm all in. Oh well, that, that that. So you're 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 a fan of the Burger Castle, are you? Well, everybody might call me a a Burger Castle maniac. But... <laughs> oh, oh, that that's what that's wonderful, sir. Uh, well, you might be pleased to know that I'm here uh, chatting with Mr. Eddie Irwin and Mr. William Andrews. They are. Well, you may even know this. They are, they are well now the former owners of the Burger Castle, and mm. uh, well, I I've just bought the place from them, so I we're here just discussing some sort of uh, you know handover matters. Um, and, and Mr. Irving and Mr. Andrews stand up, stand up, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're, we're just discussing finances and that sort of thing, and. Um, Mr. Madsen says, oh, gentlemen, we, we can continue this another day. 
uh, I, I need to discuss something with my associates here. Um, so, uh, well, uh, well, indeed, it sounds like your 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 uh, your poor wife may be in, in quite a state. Uh, is there any chance that uh, rather than uh, uh, continuing this another day, I mean, we're here now. We can we could go and see her at, at your earliest convenience and give our assessment of the situation. Oh no, I meant the. Uh... I meant the uh, Mr. Andrews and Mr. Mr. Erring here. We, we... Oh, great, great. Well, you'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, gentlemen. Uh, we'll finish this tomorrow. Uh, Forgive me for sharing your wife's personal information. I hope this is not a HIPAA violation. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the two former owners of the Burger Castle uh, uh, head out the door. Um, right. And then Mr. Mr. Madsen's like, he, he's like, uh yeah, gentlemen, sit down. Uh, is anyone hungry? Uh, uh yeah. I am. I uh, sir, I am starving now. Brent Fisher actually he ate. Uh, he ate an hour ago, but he tells them he's starving. I am starving. Oh I oh could... oh, perfect. <laughs> and then and then Mr. Madsen uh calls to the kitchen and he's like, uh, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, uh, uh eight sliders each for my friends here, and then ten for me, please. Adi Adi goes. Can you make that another eight, please? <laughs> Because it's nineteen, because it's nineteen thirty-three. I light up a cigar and I offer everyone cigars. Oh, don't mind if I do, Mister Mister and Mister Reverend Fisher. You can call me Reverend Fisher. All right, sit sit down, gentlemen, and let's get to it. And Adi Adi just sees Reverend. He goes, Reverend, God bother you, silly. Oh, I find all that God stuff. Mine is silly. Everyone knows that the uh, the only only thing you gotta believe in is pure science and and you know the the touch of a lovely woman. The touch of a lovely woman. Some might say the the ultimate expression of of God's love is uh, through through the through the, the holy sanctimony of marriage. <laughs> well, if that oh, if that's the case, that God doesn't love me. <laughs> oh God. Gentlemen, gentlemen, shut up! Just shut up! I need, I need to talk. I need to, talk, I need to talk to you both now. All right, sit down. Forgive me. All right, I said. So, I, I, I don't know how much my uh, secretary told either of you, but um, look, my wife's unwell, and when she's unwell, I'm unhappy. Okay, uh, she kept me up at night, uh, nagging about uh, my recent purchase of this wonderful chain of restaurants, as I'm sure you'd both agree. Um, she keeps talking nonsense about wild dogs and, 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 and men telling her that I'm going to die or something like that. Um, and then the Jeffrey brings over a, a huge plate of sliders for each of you. And even without taking a pause, Sam Madsen just starts shoving them in his mouth while he keeps speaking. So he's like, well, I, I, I thought to myself, <clears throat> If neither one of you can't help her, a priest or a, a, a man of science, then I don't know who can. So I don't really care who, which one of you fixes the problem. Just do whatever you need. Do whatever she asks, what she doesn't ask. As long as it doesn't interfere with my business, I don't care. Um, so she keeps trying to tell me to give up this place already. Uh, so I don't care. Money's no issue. Just do what you need to do. I'll... Um, uh, she's at home now, waiting for you both. Uh, there, there are guest rooms also ready for you in case it takes longer than this evening. 
Um, anyway, I have some more business to attend to. And he, he, within like the space of like five minutes, he's already finished his eight sliders. Um, he's like, so, uh, gentlemen, what, what, what is your plan for how to deal with this? Uh, Artie, uh, in the meantime, like while he's eating his burger, he's like, well, the first thing we got to talk about is, is price, you see, because I, I don't work for free. Mac, man. Uh, so you said there was going to be some money that we were talking about. I just want to know what kind of money we're talking here. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't really. Uh, well, how much do you want? Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know inflation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang on. Pause in recording. I don't actually know how much money he would be asking for this morning. If we think this burger slice is a five bucks, I mean, what these days they're like five dollars. So there's five cents a burger. Like, I, yeah. you could ask hundred dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Straight to three figures. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. How about how about a hundred dollars each of you per day? Okay. Hundred dollars. I don't know. That sound good to you, Mister Fisher. Sounds mighty fine to me. Uh, the the parish could use uh, some some uh, upgrades to the, uh, the the window glazings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could use some. You could use that money to fund my inventions. I got nothing to do with this. I'm gonna tell you all about this idea. I've Gen- got. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I don't I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, how, how how are you gonna stop my wife nagging me? That's all I want to know. Well, I th- I think the most important thing here, you've you've. Taking both of us on, I'm sure that if we work together, we can overcome any any obstacle. Uh, if you want your wife to stop nagging you, uh, maybe there is uh, maybe she just needs some exposure to uh, the, the the word of the good Lord. We could do a Bible study, or I could I could preach directly to her, directly to her face, right in her face, right in the preaching. And uh, our, our good friend Artie here uh, might know some newfangled uh, uh, techniques for common common young lady down. Getting her out of her vapors. Maybe, maybe uh, some kind of new pill or drug that could uh, uh, calm or incapacitate her. Or uh, I've heard of this uh, electroshock therapy. Uh, Artie might know something about that. Wait, sir, we could preach at and electrocute your wife until she is just as pliant and docile as you need her to be. Uh, for hundred dollars a day in the service of the good Lord, we will be at your service. Yeah, that electroshock therapy, that reminds me of a funny story. You see, there was a lady over town who had issues with, with hysteria and nightmares and all that. And what we did was we just shocked her a bunch of times. And it all, she wasn't, she didn't, and it all stopped. It all stopped. It was, it was really good. So we could probably do the same thing for your wife. And I'm sure that you know, that stupid Bible stuff that, that well, Mr. Fisher got about probably might do something, maybe calm her down a bit so we can get the, the electrodes on her. But, you know. Between the word of the good Lord and and the and the the mysteries of science, science being created by the good Lord, so really it's all it's all the works of the good Lord. I'm sure we can solve your dilemma, sir. I just half says I'm anticipating. I haven't touched a single burger, by the way. <laughs> you you eating that? I'm not hungry, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you haven't eaten any of your burgers, there, Mister Fisher. Anything, is, oh, there, uh, is there something wrong with them? I I, I, I bought this place the other day, and oh, I they think sp- they're might find myself. So uh, eat oh, up, they eat smell, up. Uh, they smell, they smell amazing. I just, uh, just um, 
Uh, gonna finish my cigar first. And the cigar, of course, is huge. He's, he's never gonna finish this cigar. Just... <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. The 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 wife's on it. The wife's back at home. Uh, you can welcome to go talk to her. Otherwise, uh, I'll be here. Uh, just working on some business and. I'm quite hungry, actually. I might have some more burgers myself. Um, so yeah, gentlemen, have at it. Um, All right. I'm assuming, I'm assuming we already know the address of where he lives. Well, yeah, uh, we we ask how do we how do we get there? It's, it can can I mean my car? Uh, I mean the priest does not have a car. Uh, he lied that he had it and it broke down. But yeah. um, we do we do need a way to get there. Already um, took the bus. Can I can I uh, can I see if this uh, if this uh, husband can can show us the way there? Um, uh, and be like, hey, uh, uh, Sam, Sam Madsen, it might, it might be better if you were to make us an introduction to your wife. Otherwise, two strangers turning up at the door uh, that she knows nothing about. It might, it might help if you were there to uh, to make a formal introduction, as 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 is befitting of a of a lady of high status like your wife. I don't really have any interest in getting involved. Uh, I've written the address down for you. you. Just go there yourself. I don't care. Just just fix it. All right. Might we have uh, some some payment up front so that we know that this is a, a real venture? And and my there is some sure, way. Sure, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, get these gentlemen another ten sliders each. All right, there you go. Uh, oh. uh, sliders is uh, is all well and good, sir. But uh, I was hoping for some some cash money that we might uh, forge forge a bond of trust between us, and that we might take the very best care of your wife. I gotta say, Mister Fisher's got a pipe. I'm- as delicious as these burgers are, <laughs> I think some some financial recall picks. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's try to take this job on. Let's try persuade persuade her all guys. All right, let's do it. Um, oh, I fucking I put so many points into persuade this. So uh, I've rolled a three. I've yeah. done. I've done like a critical success on persuasion. It's an ex- extreme uh, success, yeah. Extreme success. Uh, this big, big, fat, hunky, sweaty boy uh, with a persuader forty six rolled ninety seven. <laughs> Couldn't persuade anyone out of. That's a fumble anything. for you. <laughs> so yeah, Sam's like, "Oh, you want payment up front, Mister Fisher? Uh, sure." Uh, and he pulls out his wallet and he's like, "Oh, uh, how about uh, how about five hundred dollars? That will cover it, yeah." That should that should uh, absolutely cover me and my friend here. I, I do appreciate this will this will cover oh, your friend. both of us for the first two and a half. I'm being cooperative. First two and a half days of our service, we are we are finishing and completing this job together. I believe there's nothing that a team cannot overcome, except that your wife is probably gonna have a bad time. Oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just remember I'm supposed to be pessimistic. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry, Mr. Von Twigberger. I just gave gave the last of my money to Mr. Fisher here. You have to ask him for it. Um, let's talk on the bus, Mr. Fisher. I'll, I'll, I'll. Uh, let's let's let us let us take the bus. Um, it, it, uh, uh, as 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 we're leaving the restaurant, I say to uh, I say to Adi, I say, look, I'm I'm really not uh, all that hopeful about this situation. It sounds like a man just trying having problems with his wife and trying to pawn them off on someone else. But uh, if we if we work together, we might be able to uh, extract as much monetary compensation as possible from this here situation. Where it sounds like this woman is just uh, just unhappy in her marriage, and they are going to have a doomed life together. Uh, here's here's two hundred dollars up front. Let us share this payment. As soon as we can break this third hundred, I will give you the half of that. 
Ari is immediately thinking about his wife. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I bet she's beautiful, you know? I bet she's got <laughs> all sorts of lovely attributes. And, you know, she seems unhappy in marriage. Maybe she all she needs, you know, is a, is a man, real man to just show her what real love is like, you know? What she needs is a man even larger than her large husband. <laughs> she's she's attracted to sheer oh, the sheer enormousness. Uh, because of you, you finished your conversation with Sam Madsen. Both of you, give me a psychology role to see what you guys sort of learnt from your first impression of Sam Madsen. Oh, okay. Um, uh, fifty-one. That's a fail. I got a twenty-six from a uh, psychology fifty, so I got a success. Cool. So just a normal success. Yeah, normal success. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what Artie picks up on from the first conversation is that. Um, Sam obviously has a real appetite for food and also for the, for the wealth side of his business, um, which wasn't hard to pick up from the, considering he just like devoured like 10 of them in five minutes, 10 sliders in like five minutes. Um, but the glimmer in his eye when he's talking about his business and food is almost scary. It's like almost everything else in his life is just an inconvenience, which is, Maybe why he kept just ignoring everything else you guys had to say, um, and he's 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 and the only goal in his life is accumulation and expansion, and whether that's food or money, uh, that's you, that's up to you. Yeah, his own body. Yeah, he's only interested in in, in accumulating uh, money and food. Well, yeah, it seems like you know, forget forget Cthulhu spirits. He's gonna uh, cholesterol is gonna kill this man, and maybe his wife is like. You need to yeah. eat less sliders. Eat it fewer just, sliders. This guy's show the real eldritch horror in all of our lives is capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Tentacles are everywhere. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything? Any conversation you want to have with each other on the bus? Or uh, I want. I want to get to know uh, my my working partner. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I tell him my backstory. It's mostly lies. I, I tell him what we went through at the start of the episode. My wife died in a, in a, a tragic county fair accident. I'm uh, missing my pinky toe on my left foot uh, for missionary work in Mexico. Um, I, I lie about my son. I say uh, my son is in the, currently training to be a priest, following after his old man, when really we all know here, us, that he joined the carnival as a fire, fire eater. Um, and I, uh, I uh, tell him about my daughter, but I lie about her availability um, because I don't want them to meet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, look, that's fair. That's pretty reasonable. I think he's also lying about like circumstances in his life. Like he's telling him how oh he's got a really yeah, big house. You're welcome to have this conversation he... in first person as well, by the way. <laughs> I think I think it would be it would be a drain on everyone's reward. I feel like these two chassis I, what? I, I, I've only I've only got so much gas in the tank for this southern accent that will probably shift and yeah. change over the course of this here podcast. That's, that's it. Um, same here. So Ali, Ali's just Ali's just talking about how he's he's actually got a big house. He doesn't live in the basement with his parents. Um, he's a, you know a, a really well respected psychologist. Uh, he gets he gets lots and lots of women. Uh, and yeah, he he, I mean, he he loves. He just really talks about like inventions. Like he's probably telling, um, he's telling Brent about how the bus, how bus motors are like how they work. 
Um, and it, you know, and it's just boring this man to death to just talk about stuff other than just have yeah. basically. Uh, and he's also like trying to get as as best as he can just hints on the availability of Mr. Fish's daughter and like how old she is because you know. Ooh. Oh, and I'm I'm throwing in there. Uh, I I I got a complaint about FDR. That Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he's screwing everything up. This country where people are still hungry, people are still starving. People people need leadership, not this uh, not not the uh, whatever he's doing. Uh, just gonna gonna complain about FDR. Yeah, yeah. not I think I think like it. He's too bold because he also has a doesn't deep mistrust of the government. I think he's some sort of okay. Common yeah. ground. Common yeah, ground. Yeah. Right. Arty. Um, give me a psychology roll. Yeah, okay, uh, let's go with a... Ooh, um, so I rolled a 61, so that's a fail. Um, I don't know if I want to push it. I don't think I need to It's not that I'm just gonna... Nah, I'm just gonna it. So as far as you know, everything everything that uh, Brent Fisher told you seems like true. Um, yeah. You, you absolutely trust this man to an, an honest priest, even though you don't really... Uh... Right. He's an honest priest. He's an honest yep. priest, even though even Absolutely. though you don't believe in his religious religious um, sort of things. But um, yeah. as far as you know, everything he told you about his, his history and his family, it's all true. Seems plausible. So I said that I dare say the bus arrives at the the Madsen home. So the Madsons live in a big house with uh, it's a three story house with windows all around every side. Um, it has a slanted roof with several peaks, a raised porch with lots of beautiful flowers, um, and and you're both led in by a maid who who asks um, for you to take a seat in the lounge room. the The interior of the house has a hardwood floor and several large sofas and comfortable um, armchairs. There are, there's a bookcase in the corner that seems to hold some fiction as well as some nature animal animal-related books, that sort of thing. Um, in the air wafts a nice aroma of what you think is meatloaf, maybe, cooking in the kitchen nearby. Um, and the maid says that, that Anna Madsen uh, will join you in a minute. Okay. Uh, pray, pray, maid, what is, what is your name, young lady? Oh, my, I, I, I'm Sophia. Sophia, what a what a beautiful name. A name I appreciate and like very much. <laughs> Sophia. Why, wow, that's my daughter's name. Sophia. Sophia. Oh, um, is, is, is this your daughter's name too? Oh. Oh, abs- absolutely. Right. Hang on. This maid's, this maid's going to do a psychology roll to see if she believes you about your daughter's name. Oh, okay. Sophia. All right. All right. Damn. Oh, your daughter's name is Sophia. That, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, she believes yeah. you. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, sorry, quick question. Sorry, quick question. How old is this maid? Uh, 58. 58. I'm just going to talk about it. All right. How have you found the lady in the house lately? We're, we're here too well. Uh, uh, well. Yes, I, I don't know how much uh, Mr. Madsen told you, but um, I keep going British here. I can't do American accents. But that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she can be British maid. British nanny. <laughs> British nanny. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know how much Sam told you about uh, Mrs. Madsen, but uh, she, she has been in a right state the past few days. So she, she keeps waking up screaming. I, I can barely hold a conversation with her. Um, 
she she's having having a tough old time. I I hope I hope she gets the the help she needs. Um, she spends a lot of her days crying these past few days. So it is sad to be sure. Well, we'll, we'll see her when she is ready. So long as she's ready to see us. Yeah. And Anna Madsen comes down the stairs a few minutes later. Um, and I'll find the description of Anna. So Anna Madsen comes down the stairs. She appears to be early 40s, you think. Um, she seems to be a kind and attractive woman with dark hair and green eyes. She seems to have she seems to have a tan skin, so maybe she works outdoors a lot. Um, but has a fairly large build, not overweight, but just just a large stocky build for a, for a woman. Um, and even though she lives in a big fancy house with with what appears to be a wealthy husband, um, she's wearing uh, greasy overalls and like work shoes. So and and her hair's quite messy. So despite living in a household of wealth, um, she doesn't come across as someone that really cares about that side of things. Um, and yeah, she walks down the stairs, um, and it looks like she has like big bags under big bags under her eyes. She, she looks exhausted. It looks like she hasn't had any sleep in like the past few days. And, and she walks in and. Yeah, she she walks in. She's like, eh. "Oh, hello, gentlemen. Uh, what, what what do I owe the pleasure of you?" Uh... Um. So Adi, who has ripped out some flowers from their garden uh, on the way in, uh, just sort of immediately like sort of rushes up to her and goes, "Ah, oh, the lady. How are you? Uh, uh, Adi von Sweetberger, at your service, kind lady." Uh, here, I got you these as a as a gesture of our gratitude for, for having you in our home, uh, having us in your home, I should say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, your your husband, uh, you, whatever his name was, he's uh, telling me that you're having problems sleeping. Would that be the case? Can I ask you what you're wearing? Uh, what I'm wearing? Uh, I'm wearing a very ill-fitted suit. What color is it? Uh, it's, ooh, it's, um, it probably be black, this is probably, I don't know, I feel like it's the cheapest one you can get. Um, it doesn't fit in very well, it obviously doesn't know what an iron is, uh, and it's... So yeah, you'd say it's like a, a, like a black ragged type Yeah, suit. black ragged suit, yeah. yeah. Alright, well, in reaction to your initial advances on, on her with the flowers, she visibly tenses up, um, seizes up and, and takes a step back from you as if she's afraid of you. Oh yeah, that's pretty <laughs> Please forgive my eager colleague here. He is uh, he's doing his very best to put you at ease using the latest psychological techniques. Uh, you may not know this, but uh, uh, he is uh, 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 a trained physician, uh, deft in all the arts of, of human interaction, and uh, will be very capable of, of diagnosing any malady you might have. Uh, he is just he is doing his very best to uh, to put you at ease. Uh, please, please to meet you, uh, Miss Anna. I am uh, uh, Rev the Reverend Brent Fisher, uh, sent here to see if we can't help uh, uh, see what might be uh, a little problem with with you. Um, yes, please, please. Um, may, may, may we take a seat? And uh, and before before this meeting commences, uh, may I uh, lead us all in prayer? 
Um, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you may take a seat. Uh, sure, a prayer. That that that, that okay. sounds fine. Um, I I uh, I hold uh, hold hands with Adi and um, with Anna, holding their hands. Uh, Adi, Adi, Adi is just going. <sighs> <laughs> do you, Adi, Adi, do you try and hold Anna's hand? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Give me. I need a roll from you. Um, what sort of skill? Charm. Charm. Did you put any points in charm, or did you actively avoid that? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go charm. And because okay. because she's already afraid of you. You need a penalty die. Do you remember how a penalty die works? So I, I roll two and I get the worst result. You rolled the I you roll. rolled the tens unit one twice. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's do that. I'll just roll. Three. And you get the rest of the result. <laughs> it's a ninety-one, baby. Yeah. And what's your other one? Yeah. Uh, the other one. The other. Oh well, I actually I rolled a nine and a one for my tens, so ninety-one. That's what I got. Yeah, so she she like quickly whips her hand away from you, and she actually starts crying at the thought of having to hold your hand. Oh, I was, oh p- please, please, uh, calm down. Prayer, prayer is more effective when we can all hold hands. She looks like um, she's about to break down, but let's see if your prayer can settle her again. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll commence the prayer. Um, dear, dear Lord, dear Lord, God in heaven above us, uh, even though you may, uh, at your whim, uh, strike us down and make us poor and wretched and sleepless and affect our health, affect our, uh, uh, affect our, our lot in life, uh, even though things may not always go our way. In fact, rarely do they. Uh, children leave home. Uh, love dies. Lovers die. Even through all this, Lord, you are there with us to guide us safely, eventually, to the afterlife, to which we are all eventually headed when we will one day die some of us sooner than others at some point yes but lord we we give ourselves over to you in 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 the faith that you have what's best for us even if many times it does not feel like amen very very good reverend um would any of you you like some water or a drink or oh uh, uh, sophia's made some meatloaf do any of you want some meatloaf Oh, I, uh, I am starving. I would love some meatloaf, please. <laughs> oh, I, I don't um, mind some meatloaf. Tell you, tell you what, young Anna, you stay right there. I'll go get the water for everyone. Does that sound good? This is a spot, a spot of bourbon with a drop of water in it, if you got it. Now, Miss Manson, what seems God, to be trying to do? goes off to the kitchen to get some right. water. Yeah. Um, I'm glad your friend's yes. not here anymore. He, he's... Quite frightening, to be honest. Um, he really is one of the most brilliant minds of our time. He has been published in uh, academic papers in in the in the United Kingdom, in uh, France. He has been published in French academic journals of psychology, and uh, here at Yale, he is an honorary associate. Uh, you could his methods may seem strange to you, but you are in safe and comfortable hands. Um, um, she's right. she's she's going to do a psychology role this evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I believe that at all, good sir. <laughs> I, I don't know well, if I'm I may... in safe hands with him. I don't even know why you two are here, to be honest. Um, I'm, I may I may I may I may have uh, 
uh, told a few wide lies about uh, the. It's it's quite obvious this. A man reverend is telling not lies. Well, what what are you doing? Uh, I I do everything I do. I do in the service of our good Lord above. Um, Tell me more about yourself, Mister Fisher. Oh, Miss, uh, my my uh, uh, I uh, from Athens, Georgia. Uh, I have uh, two children, uh, both in Kansas City. Uh, my son is studying to be a priest. My daughter is uh, is a, a, a clerk to a very accomplished accountant. Uh, she, she, uh, she's looking at you, but she's paying no attention whatsoever. She seems very preoccupied with something going on in her mind. Oh, may, may, I, may I ask, what is, what, is, uh, what is occupying your mind right now? Uh, um, yeah, I, I was say, look, we, we, could, we could talk about me today, but I am just, I am just a, humble, a humble priest, a good servant of our Lord. Really, we are here to speak about you today. Your husband is very, very concerned about you. He loves you very dearly. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and we would love nothing more than to help get to the bottom of what seems like a, a what by his accounts, a troubling time. Uh, please, we would like to hear from yourself. Is there, is there anything amiss? Is there anything that you believe we could help you with? As, as he says this, Ali comes back with just a, uh, a glass of water for Anna, and he's completely forgotten about the reverend's drink order. And he sort of sits like as close as possible to um to Anna without to be without being too socially awkward. And and she shuffles as far away as she can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, Oh, well if you must know, I I've been having a lot of trouble sleeping because of uh well visions, I guess you would call them. Um eh, and what happened at the and and what happened at the lake, and I, I assume Sam's already told you all this since he he's told you to come here. But um, I've been trying to draw I'm, I've been trying to draw the visions on some paper to get them out of my head, but I can't get them out of my head. Uh, and she starts getting really worked up again. Well, maybe if you uh, I mean Sam has taken us through this, of course. Uh, he, 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 but we would we would do better to hear it from your perspective. And then if we might see these visions, we might be able, uh, between the two of us, we might be able to help identify what's in these visions. Well, Please tell us, tell us what happened at the lake. We, we would like to hear it from your point of view. Well, again, I, I, I don't know how much Sam told you, but uh, I work at the El Dorado Lake in conservation of the lake. Um, uh, I, I, I sometimes stay up later in the evening finishing up paperwork, and uh, well, I, I, I'm usually tired. Um, but since Sam bought that damned place, I, I've been having encounters. Um, first, first I, I hear howling, but not like coyotes howl. Uh, something different, and. I, I screamed once, but of course no one could hear me. No one else was there. Um, and then I saw... And then she's getting more worked up at this point again. She's like, I... I saw a man... Wearing a cloak, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't really see clearly. And, uh, and that's just what I tell myself. Uh, I don't know. And was then, this happening at the lake or elsewhere? Well, this happened at the lake. Um... And then the truth is, I, I I did see a man. I I saw him, and I know it makes me sound mad. And 
Maybe I am mad. Uh, the man smiled at me, but it wasn't a normal smile. It was like a, a wide, toothy, terrifying grin sort of smile, covered in, in, in flames. And is that even possible? Uh, and then just everything went dark. And she starts closing her eyes and her voice is getting louder and louder and more um, terrified. And she's like, I can't see. And then, like in a dream, I saw the most horrific vision I could have ever imagined. And then she's like collapsed into the seat and she's like screaming and crying at this point. Um, uh, cool. Ali immediately goes over to Um, uh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, I, um, she, she's like, like, like writhing in the chair, right? She's like, yeah, she's really panicking at this point. She'll need some help to be able to continue the story. Uh, I I uh, immediately bless the cup of water that Adi has brought with him. Uh, I, I issue a blessing upon it and then start sprinkling holy water on her and screaming, Be gone, devil! Be gone, Adi. devils and demons! Adi, Adi's just trying to, like, just sort of comfort her uh, in the weirdest way possible. Like, arm around the shoulder um, and just, like, got the water. Just trying to, like, get it. I, I call for the maid. I call, what's, the, what's the maid's yeah. name? Sophia. So I call for, Sophia! Sophia, help! Oh, Mrs. Madsen, not again. What's, what's wrong, my dear? Oh, yes, like every few hours for the past few days, I I, I don't know what's wrong with her. She won't tell me what's uh, wrong. Um, well, go, go uh, get a, a cold towel that we can place upon her forehead because that's the only medicine I know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she runs back to the kitchen. Um, both of you could give me some sort of charm or persuade or something to see, see if you can settle her down or psychoanalysis. I'm, 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 I'm rolling persuasion and I've rolled 33. That is a very success. My persuasion is 70, I'm, so 33 is less than half. I'm going to do a psychoanalysis roll. Yeah, uh, you still need a penalty uh, die because she's still afraid of you. Okay, that's good. Uh, my psychoanalysis is 41. I'm not a very good psychologist. So what are you uh, trying to do, Artie? I'm just trying to like sort of trying to go deep back into like my psychological like tutoring uh, to figure out if there's anything I can do for this poor woman um, because at the end of the day I do want to sleep with her. Uh, it is 56, so that is a fail. Uh, I'm going to spend luck. Ooh, mm. I've already got a, I've already got a pretty hard persuasion, Alex. I don't know. We we you might not need to spend luck this early. Like, mm. okay, well, actually, yeah. All right, I'll just get you. I I. I won't do that then. Okay. If you if you've got it, I'm just gonna yeah. So your your blessing of the whole of the water that you flicked over. I'm throwing holy water on her. Whatever whatever it was you did, it seemed. Be calm. We are we. You are safe with us here. No demons will harm you now. And she cut. She's still very freaked out, but she's calmed down enough to to continue her story. But she's not really talking to you. She's more staring into the distance as if she's in a trance, and she's like. I I see my husband, Sam, but he's looking unwell. Older, maybe? I look around. He's at that horrible hamburger place he bought. It's late at night. He's using a deep fryer. He doesn't work there. I see no uniform. No, he's hungry. He's cooking for himself. To feed himself. I'm getting this sick, queasy feeling in my stomach, and then his arm, 
Sam's arm. It's in the fryer. He's hurting. I can feel it. And she's clutching her own arm and she's like, he doesn't pull it out. Why? Why does he not pull it out? Wait, no. He does pull it out. He bites it. He bites his arm. He, he's eating himself. And I'm going to give Enna a constitution. Yeah. I'm going to give Enna a constitution roll here. Oh my god. Um, at this point, she's she looks like she's about to throw up on you, but she she just holds it back, and she's like, and then his eyes, his eyes roll dead, teeth clenched, and he falls to the floor. De dead, Sam's dead. And then she looks straight into your eyes, uh, Brent. She's like, all I know is. If Sam doesn't get rid of that dreadful burger place, this will happen. I can feel it. I just know he's in danger. And then she's back to crying uncontrollably at this point. No, Sam. Wow. Sam. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send. Uh, uh, Before you go on, it's yeah. quite a strange story. Give me a sanity roll, both of you. Oh boy, here we go again. Oh, my low sanity is great for this stuff. Oh, oh I got a. I got a one. Wait, no, I got a hundred. Oh, I got a hundred. That's humble. You got a hundred? Ninety-two. Yeah. yeah. Ninety-two. Uh, what I should have asked you first is, and don't try and game game it here as a game. Pretend you're these characters, yeah? Yeah. Would you believe what she just told you? Absolutely not. No. I... Ali is thinking, is thinking, this woman is clearly insane. There's nothing we can do for her. All we can really do is just mooch off Sam for like a, at least a week, get some money, and then... Go tell him the bad news. I think Brent Fisher does believe this. I think I think he thinks that demons and devils and spirits are responsible for the bad things that happen in his life. I think Brent Fisher has a very interventionist view of demons and angels. Um, and I only think that about Brent because I put so many points into a cult. There's a reason that Brent had to study the occult. It's because he believes this stuff. So I believe that Brent believes this what she's saying but um it's because he believes it, that the sanity that he would go insane <laughs> like yeah. yeah okay so you both failed your sanity roles yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. like 92 all right. 92 all right so 100 all right so because you believe it um you lose See, this is where it's gone weird because you've you've fumbled Alex and you haven't, Evan. So, all right, um, all right. So, because you believe it, um, you lose three sanity, uh, Brent Fisher. Okay, I'm down to thirty-seven. <laughs> Great, cool. And I was gonna I was gonna take less away from you, Artie von Tweeberger, but because you fumbled it, you also lose three sanity. Even though you don't believe it, you just. The story, the story is enough for my weak constitution to just be like, yeah. "Oh, that's this woman. This woman's not attractive at all now." Ooh. Um, so yeah, it's more more affecting your sanity in terms of your yeah attractiveness to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Ari, Ari's a good one. <laughs> you both lose three sanity. All right. Yeah. So I, I um I turn to Ari and I ask Ari, Ari, I have a. I have my own theory about what might be happening here, but is there anything in your psychology to explain this demented behavior? Um, Adi is going to, I guess, take uh, Brent, Mr. Fisher, into another room, and he's going to be like, look, 
this woman is clearly psychotic. She's got schizophrenia, psycho, she's psychotic, schizophrenia, all the phrenias, right? All the phrenias. Uh, all the phrenias. Not a whole lot. I don't think there's a whole lot we can do for this one. I'm just, just sitting here, listening to this woman now for the last 10 minutes. She is clearly out of her goddamn mind. So I, I believe there might be demons at play, uh, which I, either we should address the demons at work, or if I am wrong and there are not demons at work, we should milk this situation for as much money as possible. What do you say, pal? Well, look, this uh, this demon stuff, this demon stuff's absolute bullshit, right? Uh, you can believe whatever you want, but look, at the end of the day, I think this woman needs a lobotomy or she needs some electroshock therapy. Now, look, it's gonna take me a couple of days. I gotta call my guys. I uh, get the electrodes in here. It's gonna take a couple of days at most. So look, if you wanna you wanna go in with your hocus bogus Bible bullshit, knock yourself out, right? But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it ain't gonna work, right? So prepare yourself for disappointment. Adi, I haven't been entirely honest with you about how my wife passed away. I told you Ooh. she died in a carnival fair accident, but the truth is, the real truth, demons killed my wife. <laughs> they got into her lungs and made her not breathe no more. This is the closest I think I might have ever been to a demon since that day. And if I could save someone else's wife from dying or make some money along the way, I will do it to the very um, end. Adi is going to do a psychoanalysis role on uh, <laughs> if he believes that story. On, on who? Um, on, on Brett Fisher. Fisher. Just psychology, not psychoanalysis. Just psychology. Oh, psychology, sorry. Yeah. Psychology, yeah. Uh, and I got a 63, um, which is a, which is a fail. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to push this role because I genuinely like he has just made this up for, for the convenience of trying to convince me that he's got his reels. I'm going to push the role, uh, and I wish I got a nine. So that is a, that is an extreme success. I forgot you can push stuff, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, uh, Liam, for the record, I am I am telling like my character is telling the truth now. He he believes demons. Come <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I I just looks at him and goes like, I don't believe this one bit, uh, but at the same time, like whatever. What your yeah. what your psychology success gives you is you don't believe it, but you believe that Brent believes it. Yeah, I believe that I believe that that's what he honestly thinks. So I'm just like whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question it. You're in, like you're also insane. You just go with it. I don't care. I'm getting hundred bucks a night. Uh, we we and we're getting paid. We're getting paid. Yeah, yeah. we're getting paid. We're getting paid to be here and listen to this guy talk. It's great. Interesting. It, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So so uh, just 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 uh, Adi, any theories? Just are you electroshock? Electroshock. You think you think electrocuted? Yeah. I think demons. We're both very rational people. She's going to need to be electroshocked. Uh, she's <laughs> going to need to be electroshocked. I'm thinking possibly lobotomy if the electroshock therapy doesn't work. I've seen I've seen studies that show that you know all sorts of hysterical women. This stuff happens all the time. Women get crazy. They start thinking about stuff like demons and and wanting to vote and all that sort of nonsense. So I think electroshock therapy putting the uh, me. I think I think that will do the trick. But look. You knock yourself out. It's going to take me about a week to get set up anyway. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to make myself comfortable. You you can, you know, do what you got to do. All right. Um, I, I, uh, I would like to go back out to, to Ms. Madsen, Mrs. Madsen. Mm. And um, 
Sorry, we keep saying this Madsen, and all I can think of is Michael Madsen and Mads Mikkelsen. I've got like these, you know, like <laughs> crime film. Anna Madsen. Anna Madsen. Anna Madsen. Yep. Madsen. Um, uh, so I, I would like to go back out, and I want to get to. Uh, I, I believe something occult might be happening, mm. and I want to uh, get to where it's happening. And I go to her. I say, look, um, I, I, I apologize for my absence, Miss. I had to confer with my esteemed colleague. Um, I, I believe you may be subject to the, the whimsies of a demon. Uh, could, could you take me to the place where you first had this vision or show me these pictures? Some, some, some physical connection we could have with this demon that I might uh, blast its mother effing head off. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, just trying to connect with something in the world with the, with the demon. At that, she, she stands up and she slowly walks up the stairs um to and she says uh, she asks you to come with her she's like follow follow me upstairs um and uh, we- call for Adi if he's not here now yeah um Adi Adi is trying to find the maid so he can find a phone so we can call his i guess his psychology firm to try and get some hands and some electronics okay. for the old church Ooh, okay <laughs> so so we'll just stick with Brent Fisher here yeah, uh, so Brent, you, you follow her up, Anna up the stairs, and she goes uh, um, through here. Um, and hang on, let me check what I need to do. She gets to the top of the stairs, and she's like, "Ah, oh, that that writing desk there next to Sam's office." And you see a you see a large door, and she's like, "That's Sam's office. Um, it has all these like paperwork and." Uh, and everything in there, uh, but the desk next to there, there. Well, I, I I tried my best to draw the vision, but I'm I I, I can't look at it. You you'll have to go find it. I, is it is it in the office? Um no. So there's a little desk next to the office door. Next to the office door, and it's 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 in the desk. All right. Um. I'm going to start trying to be a bit proactive with this stuff. Can I just kind of listen to see if there's anyone else around on this floor? Just like, yeah, do all this. My, my hairs, my, like the hairs are standing. I'm like, all right, this is uh, Brent Fisher believes he is now like John Constantine. Like that there's like some shit afoot. All right. I've rolled 35 on my listen, which is a regular success. Yeah. There doesn't appear to be anyone else upstairs. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Cool. Um, I, I, uh, I move over to the desk. I don't draw my revolver, but I'm like, like one hand on there. I'm, make, I'm making sure it's there. I'm making sure it's there still. I can, I can get to it. Uh, and I, I, I inspect the desk. What's, what's, I'm, I'm checking out the desk. Do I spot hidden? Do I like, uh, do something else? What? No, you just check the desk and checking the desk. find this. Describe it to our listeners. Okay. What Brent Fisher, Reverend Brent Fisher, finds? Ah, God! Ah! Um, what he finds is uh, like uh, there's two pictures. One is like a tentacled, cloaked beast, kind of like a it's, it's a black cloak, but the the bottom of the cloak spirals up into like weird tentacles, and it's got like uh, uh, a huge red uh, grin across its triangle-shaped head. Uh, that's like a front-on picture of some kind of demonic thing. Next one is um, a, a, a body 
silhouetted in black, bleeding from the arm and the mouth, lying in a puddle of blood in front of a uh, building with, with turrets, a castle, basically. Um, unclear if these things are connected. Um, I uh, can I can I do an occult check to see if I recognize any of this stuff? Yeah, go for it. Do it. Ooh, uh, a rolling. Oh, okay. That is a ninety-eight. Um, that is not a success. I. This what, feels like an what's important. What's your st- What's your starting occult? Fifty-one. Okay, so it's not quite a fumble. So you can have you have a chance to either push it or. I'm gonna push it because this feels quite important. Yeah, eighty-six. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I'll right, throw, I'll throw no. you a bone, and I'll tell you what you want to know. But you're going to lose sanity for it. It's fine. Let's do it. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll trade. Yep. So with your occult, you you think hard about what this these visions and this drawing brings to mind to you, and what comes to your mind is stories about harbingers of doom, and creatures who bring death by their appearance. You think of the Grim Reaper as a potential man with a dark cloak. and But the, the flaming grin is unusual and doesn't quite ring a bell for you. But it still is very eerie and quite concerning for you. And maybe you even think back to your wife's death and see if there's something going on there. So you lose another two sanity. Okay. I'm down to 35. But this, but this is basically a portent of death. The grin isn't familiar, but it's like he's a demon that's killing people. It's doing, it's doing. Yeah, when, when you're thinking, maybe when this thing appears, death happens. Okay, um, I, I, I turn to uh, to to, An- to Anna, to Anna Mads Mikkelsen, Madsen Michael, um, and ask her like, when, when did you start seeing these visions? Before or after your husband purchased this burger castle? immediately after he purchased the castle um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he bought it about four days ago and that night is when it started um all right i i, I call out I, I need i need uh, uh Artie here i'm going insane Adi, we gotta we gotta well, leave you're demons Artie, 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 demons Adi is just finished talking to the uh he's uh guy over at the psychology firm yeah we're gonna need like a couple of electrical sensors <laughs> Um, he's pulled the phone down. He's heard uh, Brent yell his name, and he sort of waddles upstairs. Oh, well, let's go! What's going on here? What's going on? What are you good? Anna did not start having visions until uh, until her husband bought the burger restaurant. Um, which uh, to, to Evan, the player, suggests that this could be demons, or it could be that uh, Anna just psychologically doesn't like the fact that her husband bought a burger restaurant. But uh, I believe we should inspect. Uh, we should inspect the the office right here to see if there's any uh, demonic implication in the accounts. I wish at the start of this scenario, had I known what this would entail, I would have put more points into accounting. But let us look through the books real quick. Uh, I, 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 ask, I ask Anna because I want I want her to like us and I want her to trust us. So do you mind if we go into your husband's office to check through his things to see if there is any uh, demonic connection? Uh, it's probably a stretch. You'll, you'll need to persuade or... Fast talk or charm or something. All right, I'm going. I'm going persuade. So, la la la. God damn it! Uh, Ninety-eight. All right. Uh, I'm gonna push that. Is that I a fumble? Persuade. What's your starting persuade? Uh, Seventy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can push it. Yeah. Seventy-seven. It's still a fail. I can use luck to get it 
Can I use luck on a push? No. no. So you fail to push. So she's like, well, I, I don't know about that, sir. It, it, it is my husband's office. I, I don't know if you should be going around in that, uh, searching around in there. Uh, there might, there's private documents in there. I, I don't know what he keeps in there. Uh, that's a bit of a rude requ request. Um, well, um, okay, well. I, 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 might, I might have to ask you to leave if you... Adi comes, comes up with an idea. He Adi says, hey, why don't we ask uh, Mr. Manson if we can go through his office, sort of explain what's going on. Maybe he might give us permission. Either way, it's this used to go back to Burger Castle and get myself some delicious dinner um, as an option. Why, why do you say? What do you think? Well, I, I, mean, you, I mean, yeah, you can go ask him, but look... I didn't ask you guys to come here. Um, I appreciate you trying to help, but I, I, I don't know if you can help me, but asking the snoop around my husband's office without his permission, look, I, I, I don't know if I can approve that. So I'm going to have to, if you can't help me, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Oh, <laughs> man, that, that, is, that is a botch. I, I well, you did fumble. That. I can't just. <laughs> I know, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to see what, what else. What else have I got to, to try? I could just start pulling a um, gun. Adi is going to try and persuade Anna to let us stay. Uh, is going to like uh, say, you know, Anna. Um, might I say, uh, I think what's going on here is that you're 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 lonely. Uh, your husband's spending all this time at his at his place of business. I think all of this comes down to you know what? Someone uh, Sigmund Freud said himself. You know, sometimes when when women are left alone, they're on the bosses without a man, they can go a little bit, you know, a little bit loopy. So I was thinking maybe uh, because Sarah spends so much time at his restaurant and we, we don't want to bring him back because he's doing important work, right? But maybe what you need is a couple of people. You know, some companionship is what I'm suggesting might help give it the trick here. And as he does this, he's going to roll persuade. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's 46. Mm -hmm. And I rolled a 100. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, Anna. She's like. So he, does this, he does this, but he's like very slobbery like that. Like, I think what you need. Anna's like, it's like. <laughs> and it's like, oh my goodness, get off me, you oaf. Both of you get out of the house now. Yeah, all, right, all right. Um. In fact, Mr. Von Tweeberger, I think you may be this harbinger of doom I'm seeing. Oh my God! Come <laughs> on! Get out! Get out now! And she, she's, she's freaking out now. She's really, she's about to start wailing on you, maybe. <laughs> but she's running, crying into the corner. All right, all right. Liam, Alex, I'm not the guy who comes into into this being like, let's just do this, but it. It is time for this, I think. I, I pull my revolver and I say, everyone needs to calm down because Brent Fisher believes the stakes are demon level yeah. and this woman yeah. cannot kick us out of the house. So the gun comes out and I say, I do not mean to use this, but I need everyone to calm down. There is a demon on the loose and we will find it. Do you fire? I do not fire the gun. <laughs> Adi, Adi immediately sees the gun and starts freaking out like it's an actual shit's actually going down now. This is like beyond what is in his little world. Some a man's got a gun and he's yelling. Well, what do you do? You, do you stay there or do you like run away or try and tackle him? Or what are you gonna do? 
No, I, I just freeze up. Okay, you freeze up. Right. Give me an. You, it's gonna have to just be an intimidate roll. That's the only way we can. Oh, all right. Okay, all right. Eighty-two. All right. What's your intimidate? Fifteen. Oh God. The left roll. It, that does not stop her. She's still screaming. She's still begging. She's still like demanding. Right, I, fire I, fire, I, fire, I fire the gun in the air. This has been the Fumbled Anthology. New episodes are released every Sunday. And for more information, please check out our website, fumbledanthology.com, or seek us out on the social media of your choice. See you next week.